Thank you so much for joining us today for our LifePoint podcast. At LifePoint, we believe everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and with God, anything's possible. Hope you enjoy. How many are glad to be in church today? Come on, I think we can do better than that. How many of us are glad to be in church today? Whether we are in the building or on the lawn or a part of the online family, I even want to give a shout out to the LifePoint Duck and just say it is so great to be in church. What a weekend. What a weekend to be in church. Listen, the psalmist said this, because your love and kindness is better than life, my mouth is going to praise you, so I'm going to bless you while I live. I'm going to lift up my hands in your name. Now today, we have a lot of things to be thankful for. In fact, gratitude is the language of the blessed. And we're a blessed people, and we have a lot to show thanks for, even if it's just his love and his kindness. But if you can't think of anything else to praise him for this morning, and I know we're not supposed to hinge our our praise and our gratitude on exterior circumstances and things, but can we at least give God some praise for the weather that we've been having around here the last couple of days. Man, I came to, to Texas. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I came here prepared for South Texas heat. I packed short sleeve shirts and shorts and about froze to death the last couple of days with this fall, wonderful weather, and I'm just thankful. I am thankful to be in Texas, and I am very, very thankful to be at LifePoint Church. And look at what God is doing in this amazing church. A couple of years ago, I actually visited and preached here for the very first time. The Rivers family and I, we go way back, friends for many, many, many years. Had the privilege of being here a couple of years ago, Now I'm back, and both times I've been, the weather has been spectacular. So this whole, it gets 150 degrees in San Antonio, I'm not sure I really believe that because it's been amazing every time I've been here. But I'm so thankful today to have this opportunity to to share in God's Word. I know that you've been doing a series the last few weeks called All In, and you've talked about how... I'm invited and how I'm invaluable. Today, I'm gonna talk a little bit about how I'm influential. But before I get into that, just wanna say again, what a joy and a, and a pleasure it's been to be with the Rivers. You have the most amazing pastors. Listen, you have the most amazing pastors. If, if you're new, you're visiting for the first, second, or third time, let me tell you, your, your search for a church home is officially over, so welcome to the family. 
you've just happened upon the greatest church in West San Antonio and the most wonderful pastors. And if this is your church home, let me just remind you that the grass is not greener anywhere else. Doesn't get any better than this. Pastor Danny and Rachel, amazing, amazing people. Can we just show them honor here today? I love the rivers. Love the rivers, and I love what you've done with the place. This is amazing. So beautiful, and God has amazing, amazing things in store for this church. There is no doubt about it. But go with me today. If you brought your smartphones, your tablets, maybe you brought a paper Bible, and shout out to everyone that went old school on us today. But let's look at Matthew chapter number five. Matthew five, and we're gonna begin with verse number 13. Jesus is speaking here and says this, your lives are like salt among the people, but if you like salt become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. Your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance, for how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop, and who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others, so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them and then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. And from this, I wanna talk to you today on the subject, I'm influential, I'm influential. But before I really get into all of that, let me just really quickly see who here actually has the new PlayStation 5. We have any gamers in the house? It's not out yet. Are you excited about its release? Well, I'm excited. I know a lot of people are excited about the PlayStation 5. I hear it's spectacular, but, but my generation, I, I was a, a PlayStation 2 guy. And that's, that's what I was raised up on, spent all of my time on PlayStation 2. And I would play it for hours. There was this, this one game called SOCOM. It was a, a Navy SEALs simulation game. And I would actually wear a headset because I would command the, the Navy SEAL team with me to do, to do my bidding. And I would sit in my apartment for hours wearing this headset playing SOCOM Navy SEALs. And yes, I know exactly what you're thinking. It is a miracle that I actually met a girl who wanted to go out with me and is now my wife. We have two beautiful boys, so whatever your story is, there is hope for you. There's hope for you. I'd play this, this for hours, and I mentioned I've got two sons, and one's 12, the other's eight, and I'm kind of expecting them to do the same, right? Like, as a dad, I'm, I'm gearing up to yell at them to do their chores instead of playing video games, and I'm prepared to yell at them to go outside instead of playing video games. But, but surprisingly, my two boys do not play video games for hours. 
Instead, they watch other people play video games for hours on YouTube. I can't understand it at all whatsoever. And, and I've come to discover that this is due to a, a phenomenon called social media influencers. And they've got names, weird names like Dan TDM, Guava Juice, Yo Boy Pizza, Sneak Attack Squad, and Preston Plays. But these social media influencers with the weirdest of names are, are not just on YouTube influencing our 12-year-olds and our 8-year-olds. They're on Instagram and they're on TikTok. And they're influencing 20, 30, 40-somethings and beyond. And what's remarkable to me is that people in these arenas, they get paid for being pretty. They get paid for being pretty. I, I wish that this was around a few years ago. I could have at least hooked myself up with like an extra value meal at McDonald's. I probably could have earned maybe like three or four dollars at least if they're paying people to be pretty. But a girl in this day and age, it appears, just puts on a a, a swimsuit, stands and takes selfies, puts some random caption at the bottom of it like, fierce, the waves crash against the rocks. And will get tens of thousands of likes and gets paid for this. So with all this in mind, I'm curious, how many of you would say in this room right now that you are an influencer? Just raise your hand. Are you an influencer? Anybody here an influencer? Okay, we got a couple of people raising their hands. And my goal here today in these next few moments is to change the opinion of your assessment about yourself today and help you to see that Indeed, you are an influencer, even without a weird name and without a bathing suit selfie, you are an influencer. I really believe that you, that all of us need to see ourselves as God sees us, that you are an influencer. I believe with all of my heart that you are called to be a light in this world and to show the heart and the compassion of God day in and day out. So I'm gonna give you right now one statement that we're gonna look at again and again and I pray that this really sinks into your heart, that it changes your mind and that you will embrace the reality of this truth. And that statement is, you have no idea how one conversation, one word of encouragement, or one expression of love might change someone's life. You have no idea how our great God might use one word, one moment, one generous expression in the life of another person to expose them to the grace and the kindness of Jesus. 
When I asked you earlier how many of you see yourself as an influencer and most of you didn't raise your hand, one reason for this is because you understand the idea of being an influencer through a certain lens. The reality of the matter is this, culture has hijacked the term influencer. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. I did some research for this message. I just went online as soon as I could kick my boys off of YouTube. I went online to try to figure out what different articles and writers would say about influencers. And when I typed in what is an influencer, the very first definition that came up online was this. This is what they say an influencer is. An influencer is an individual who has the power to affect purchase decision of others because of their authority, knowledge, or relationship with their audience. Really, that's what an influencer is, that's what we understand to be an influencer, someone who influences purchase decisions because of the number of followers that they have on a social media account. This really kind of shook me to my core because when I was growing up, an influencer was often a teacher. An influencer was a coach, a good parent, was an influencer. A good friend was influential. Someone who, who worked with kids in kids' church was an influencer. And today, unfortunately, culture has hijacked this term and many people would say that an influencer is a celebrity that they're a content creator, someone who's amassed a great number of followers on social media. Therefore, now all of us view an influencer as someone who markets products because of their knowledge of that product or has lots of followers and or has a large platform of either wealth or fame. So again, what I want to try to do today is to reclaim the word influencer and and align our perspective of it with what the Bible teaches. And I want you, most of all, to see yourself as influential. And I want you to see yourself as being an influencer because you have no idea how our God could use one word of encouragement encouragement given to someone else or one expression of faith invested in a moment like a sponsorship moment to change someone else's life. And if you do not believe me, I'm okay with that, but let's see who Jesus says that you are. Because my opinion doesn't really matter, but what Jesus has to say really matters. He uses two metaphors in Matthew's gospel. The one that we read a few moments ago, Matthew chapter number five, he says this, you are the salt of the earth. Now, what does salt do? Salt purifies, salt preserves, salt adds flavor, and you definitely know whether or not Salt is present. Salt is very influential. You know whether it's there or not. So that's why 
you need to kind of nudge your neighbor right now and remind them of this next idea. You're kind of salty. You're kind of salty. Now, I don't mean the, the kind of salty that, that, that says that you're easily angered or irritated, that you're so salty, bro, chill. No, I'm talking about the fact that you're an influential person that we're meant to live our lives in such a way that the world knows whether we are there or not, that we stand out, that we're making such an impact that it's obvious to everyone else. Now, I also want you to nudge your other neighbor who was your second choice, and you can resolve that once this gathering concludes, but tell them this, you're kinda shiny. You're kind of shiny. And I'm talking about something a little bit beyond, like in my case, this gigantic forehead and this thinning hair, because no doubt in these lights, I'm really shiny. But that person you're sitting beside, they're kind of shiny, because Jesus said that you're salt, and then Jesus also said that you're the light of the world. You're shiny. He said, a town built on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp, put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. It gives light to everyone in the house. It just shines, and darkness never overcomes the light. Jesus says, you are the light. You're salty. You're, you're shiny. In the same way, Jesus says, let your light shine before others. Let your love in influence people towards Jesus, let your light shine that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You're shiny. You're shiny. You're salty. People need you. I mean, how, how do you live your life without salt? You, you got to have that sabor of the salt in your food. I mean, look, I don't want to sit down to a bland meal. My wife is Mexican, right? So I was raised up with a white mom who made very, and if you're watching mom, my apologies, cover your ears, earmuffs, but who made very bland mashed potatoes. I married this gorgeous Latina, and man, she is making all kinds of amazing things, and more often than not, the secret to it is salt. You're salty, and that's how Jesus feels about you in the world. You change everything. You take a, a, an unmemorable experience and you make it extraordinary just because you're there. You have that kind of influence. You have that kind of power and you're shiny. Do we have any Lord of the Rings fans in the house? You remember the movies Lord of the Rings? I loved Lord of the Rings and clearly I'm a nerd. I've talked about video games. Now I'm talking about Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, there was this creature, Gollum, who went around looking for the shiny ring. He called it my precious my precious. I got to get more of that shiny. And, and it occurred to me that, that, that Jesus kind of views us as his shiny precious. 
Now, Jesus is a lot more cool and beautiful than Gollum. I don't mean to make that kind of association, but what I'm saying is he feels that way about you and I. We're shiny, and we're, we're shining his light. We're his, we're his precious, and we're meant to go into dark places. We're meant to go to the hard places like Honduras and, and, and our schools and our jobs, even our neighborhoods. For some of us, it's our family reunions. We go to these hard places and we're salty and we're shiny and we can be an influencer because people are going to look at us and be like, wow, you are so different than the rest of the family. You're so different from everyone else that works here. Wow, you're, you're invested in, in making change happen in a nation. You're kind of salty. You're kind of shiny. But the problem with our current view of influence and the reason that we don't lean into being all about it is that it typically starts with false assumptions. For example, we believe that the size of your platform determines the scope of your influence. That you've got to have a really big platform in order to have influence. But I think truthfully that it starts with something completely different. I believe that true and lasting influence always starts with focusing on people before platform. It's about people. It's not about platform. It always starts with people. The one you're with in the moment. That's how you have influence. You can always tell when you're at some networking event, a conference, a party, you can always tell who's interested in people and who's interested in platform. Because the people that are really into people they're going to look you in the eye and they're going to engage you and they're going to be listening and they're going to be in tune with what you're expressing. The people about, that are all about platform, they're going to be looking past you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's nice. That's a, and they're scanning the room. They're looking for someone more important, someone more desirable. They're all about platform. But listen, true influence is about focusing on people before platform. If you want to be influential, you just need to care about the one person who's in front of you. And the good news is that all of us have people in our sphere of influence that you come into contact with every single day. Every one of us has a moment where we're just with one other person. And listen to me. The person who genuinely cares about the one in front of them will never have to worry about not having an audience. You do not have to have 4,000 followers to have a platform. You just have to care about people. The next reason, the next assumption that we have that tends to keep us from being an influencer or thinking that we're influential is we believe that the level of our fame establishes the quickness of our influence. That if we're famous, that we can influence people quickly, that they will rapidly respond to what it is that we're trying to get them to do. But here's what I hope that you'll understand Influence isn't always obvious, 
and influence isn't always instant. Salt and light, we're influencing the world around us. One word of encouragement, one generous expression. We may not always get a desired response in the moment, instantaneously. Just because you don't see an immediate harvest doesn't mean that your seed didn't take root. And remember, as you're being salty and as you're being shiny, you have no idea how God might use you in one moment with that one person to plant a seed that's going to grow into real and lasting influence in the life of that somebody you love. And the third reason that we tend to not view ourselves as influential and really lean into being what Jesus has said that we should be is because we falsely assume that the proficiency of our knowledge and skill must be prolific in order to have prolific influence. But here's some really good news. You do not have to have it all together to influence someone else toward Jesus. So just take a deep breath. For those of you that may be new followers of Jesus or maybe kind of raised around it but really didn't pay much attention because your church experience was pretty boring and irrelevant, that's, that's okay. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't even have to pray powerful prayers and be able to quote multiple chapters out of the Bible. You may not even know where the one thing you're wanting to say is found in the Bible, and that's okay. You don't have to be perfect. You don't, you don't have to be flawless. You don't have to have all of the things fixed in your life, all of your hurts, habits, and hangups all worked out to be an influence. All you have to know is simply who Jesus is and how he's made a difference in your life, in your family, in your marriage. That's all that you need to know, and you just need to care about the people around you, and you can immediately be a light in this world and salt to those around you. Often we shrink back from being influential because we think that's just for clergy. We have this idea that, that preachers, pastors, missionaries, the ones who wear collars and dark suits, maybe a tie, maybe a robe, that that's what they do because all day long, Pastor Danny and I, we sit in a giant office filled with leather-bound books and just read ancient manuscripts. So we're so well-versed that that qualifies us to do it. But listen, that, that, that's not how it works. In fact, Charles Wright, Christopher Wright, Christopher Wright, he made this statement, the mission of God's people is far too big to be left only to missionaries. There is room for other people who don't wear collars, dark suits, ties, and robes because you're kind of salty and you're kind of shiny. God's mission's way too big for just a handful of knowledgeable people to be engaged. 
If you've had an encounter with Jesus, you're qualified to be an influencer. You don't have to know every verse about salvation, nor do you need to know every answer to people's questions before you share about Jesus. Here's the last thing that I wanna leave with you here today. Don't let all of the things you don't know stop you from sharing about the Jesus that you do know. Because you have no idea what one word of encouragement, one expression of love can mean to someone who needs just a little exposure to hope and healing. So when you greet people when they come into church, and when you help someone who's uncomfortable and nervous, maybe you just offer to sit with them or show them around the building, you just help them to feel hospitality and acceptance, guess what? You're an influencer. When you listen to someone who is hurting at work, whose world has been turned upside down from heartbreak or tragedy, disappointment, fearful anxiety, if you listen to someone and you represent the love of Jesus to them by not judging where they are, but loving them simply because they are someone made in the image of God, someone that Jesus died for when you listen and you just maybe reach out and, and, and put a reassuring hand on their arm and say, I'm gonna pray for you. Jesus has helped me with similar things. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm here for you. When you do that, you are an influencer. Whenever you post a scripture or you repost a sermon clip from LifePoint on the weekend or you invite someone to join you at church, just a simple invitation, we've got a special series coming up or a special weekend that's happening and you invite, you could influence someone on the other side that you don't really even know, influence them in an eternal manner. When you just honor someone, just honor someone by serving them and looking for ways to go the extra mile to meet their needs, you're an influencer. Just by the way that you worship, by the way you carry yourself, by who you are and whose you are, you can be an influencer. Church, today, just by raising a hand and saying, I'll be a sponsor of a child. I will adopt one of LifePoint's kids in Honduras. And I'm going to be a child champion. I'm going to join the global community of child champions. And I'm going to give $39 a month so that I can meet their physical and spiritual needs. You are an influencer. Do not let culture's definition rob you from God's calling. And if you know Jesus and your salt and your light, let your salt do what it does and let your light shine because God has created you to influence others to the love of Jesus. Will you bow your head and close your eyes? I want to pray for you here today. Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for this beautiful group of people and the privilege of being able to speak to them it is an honor and it is a privilege because only you know really just how powerful they are how influential they can be 
how much of an influencer they will be. I pray today that you would use them in a great way. These are some of the greatest men and women of God in their generation, and you're going to use them profoundly to reach West San Antonio and the world. And we give you praise and thanks in advance for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this ministry has impacted you in any way and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, please visit lifepointsa.com slash give to make a donation. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we hope to see you soon at one of our Sunday worship experiences. God bless.